Good morning. My name is Sean Tierney, and this is the Automation Morning Show, the show in which I take a look at what's new and happening in industrial automation. That's better. And um, yeah, a little bit of a false start there. I have no indication in the new software whether the microphone is working or not. At least here I do have indication. Um, so we'll go with that. Um, I hope you all are having a great day today. Today is Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. And uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about what's new and exciting in industrial automation. Before we get started, though, if you do enjoy these morning updates, please consider giving us a like, a sub, and a share. That's the fuel that keeps us on the air. And I'm just going to check over here, make sure I didn't forget anything. It looks like everything's working. So I do have the chat up, so if something's wrong, let me know in the chat. But with that, let's go ahead and get started here. And uh, first, I do have to select the web page here. And I do want to thank Siemens for sponsoring this morning's show. Here you can see some of the operator interface they're working on. I'm also... Uh, very soon going to be working on a course on Siemens HMI. So I'm looking forward to doing that. From there, we go over to a, a press release from ABB. They acquired a company uh, that makes optical sensors for the water wastewater industry. They do real-time clarity and other type of testing on the water. And the name of the company is Realtech. So I don't know if any of you guys have run into this. If you're working in the water quality industry and you need that kind of real-time updated information, but uh, congratulations to ABB on the, uh, and Realtek on the acquisition. Then we go over to uh, Endress Hauser. I thought this was very interesting. This is an article about one of their founders, uh, George Endress. And I thought it was very interesting. And, um, uh, you know, as I was reading through it, it's like, I, I, you know, it's very interesting to compare and contrast it to Alan and Bradley, who created Alan Bradley. And uh, so you have Endress Hauser. And um, in any case, if you're looking for some reading, if you use Endress Hauser or know of them and you want to know about the, one of their founders, check that out. From there, we go to Festo. Festo has announced a brand new um, competitively priced a long stroke parallel gripper. <clears throat> and uh, we've seen these type of products announced from uh, Festo in the past. But in any case, uh, this is their new DHPL gripper. And uh, you can read about it here. I'm not going to go into it, but it does enable or support ranges from 20 millimeters to 200 millimeters. After that, we get an article from Aviva today, the, a digital thread. What is it and why do you need it? And so some of you may not be familiar with this term, but you probably can guess what it means, right? And uh, basically what they're talking about is maybe you have a, a process, uh, you know, transmitter, right? Or you have a level sensor that's producing a value, right? And the process, the digital thread is taking that value from where it's originating, right? Like a level sensor on a tank, all the way through the system into your historian. So that's the digital thread. And I thought it was an interesting article, not an extremely long article, but I thought it was very interesting and food for thought if you are, uh, you know, working with SCADA and HMI products. From there, we go over to an article from Schneider. And uh, this is entitled Unlocking Growth and Efficiency potential, making industrial digital transformation plans a, reali a reality. And what I thought was interesting about this, they talk about how they have internally tried to, uh, you know, uh, implement digital transformation. And a lot of these automation companies do. They figure, hey, if we're going to be promoting this type of technology to, the, uh, to our customers, we should be using it ourselves. And so we see a lot of the big vendors doing this. And I thought this was an interesting article. We also, I believe tomorrow, we're having an episode of the Automation Podcast with Schneider. So I look forward to uh, releasing that. I still have to edit it, but uh, 
Really looking forward to that. I'm very thankful that they sponsored it so it'll be ad-free for you guys, the audience. Um, in any case, if you're interested in this, uh, they talk about operational excellence, excellence, asset performance, sustainability, and energy management, cybersecurity, and other things. And they do quote some stats here I thought was very interested. Uh, and 94% uh, of businesses believe digital transformation will greatly impact their operations in the next two or three years. They also say 55% of businesses say they're only somewhat equipped to deploy a digital transformation solution successfully. And uh, one more I'll throw out there, more than 80% of companies plan to accelerate their digital transformation, but only 30% of such moves actually achieve their objectives. So that's important too. If you're going to invest money in something, you want to achieve your objective. So from there, we go over to our featured product today. Today, I'm featuring my S7 uh, 1500 and 1200 online course over at theautomationschool.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, this course is a forever course. You buy it once, you own it forever, and you'll get all the updates for free as well. So um, as I go through and do some uh, new uh, uh, lessons and new courses for Alan Bradley, I will be also adding new courses to the Siemens course as well, new lessons to the Siemens course as well. So uh, uh, really uh, appreciate everybody's enrolled in this course, and also Siemens made this course possible. They gave us uh, a bunch of uh, hardware, and they also pre-bought uh, pre a bunch of seats in it. So I uh, really appreciate their support. It makes all the world a difference when, this, when the vendor actually supports you versus having to find all the used stuff on, uh, on uh, the used marketplace and trying to figure out, you know, uh, you know, how can you get the software? Because a lot of the software is expensive from some of these vendors. So it's a great course and uh, really appreciate the support. And actually, because they've been on the show so much, I've actually added the interviews I've done with Siemens as bonus lessons, commercial-free bonus lessons. So you don't have to go searching around the the internet to find out where my different interviews were with the different Siemens people. So that is our featured product today. It's called the Siemens S7 1200 and 1500 online course. And from there we go over to PTC. Now PTC has a um, new article out, the guide to implementing continuous improvement initiatives. And I thought it was an interesting article. Um, continuous improvement, I think if you've been in the industry for a while, you're pretty familiar with this. And it's that concept of you know, not resting on your laurels because uh, as soon as you stop, you know, progressing or improving, you start degrading, right? As soon as you stop maintenance around your house, it starts falling apart, right? Or maintenance on your car, right? After a while, it starts falling apart. Same is true uh, with, with, our, with the human body as well as our companies. You know, we got to just continuously plan, do, check, and act is the four bullets they have in this article. So uh, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. So I'll conclude a link to this and all articles in uh, uh, topics we covered today over at automate.news. With that, uh, Locust Robotics had an article. They're big into warehouse robotics, and uh, they, they talk about here in this article how to make warehouses less stressful with automation and robots. And really, as demand for, um, as people demand more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? High-tech jobs, right? Uh, it's harder and harder to find people who to work in warehouses, right? And um, so by uh, using Cobot uh, automations, AMRs, AGVs, um, this can really help, um, you know, make warehouses more efficient. And so this, I'll link to this article if you're interested in that topic. From there, we go over to uh, Maple Systems. They're promoting their line of industrial computers today. And they have a pretty broad line. They have uh, panel PCs. They have, you know, DIN rail mount or panel mount uh, industrial computers and whatnot. So I think a lot of us know them for their HMIs, but they also have a full line of 
panel PCs and uh, industrial PCs as well. Uh, from there, we go over to a very educational article. I really enjoyed this one. This is from uh, PNF. We got to get them back on the podcast. They've been on several times. RC has been on talking about different technologies, but this particular article covers it's it's part one of many different of a, of a series, and it's uh, titled Four TCP Based Communication Protocols That Are Key to IIoT," and this this one talks about MQTT specifically. Now we've covered MQTT previously on the shows and on our channel, but um, and website. But um, this article really goes back to the beginning and explains what MQTT is and how it works. I think they did an excellent job. And so I definitely wanted to uh, share that with you. We have somebody uh, chiming in saying the video quality isn't up to snuff. Um, everything on this side is good. We have green lights here. So it must be something on the other side that is uh, or on the Internet that's causing the issue. But I do keep a backup copy recorded here. So if we do find that all platforms have low quality, then um, then we can just upload the uh, backup copy. So in any case, we'll go on from that to uh, an article about HTTP GET requests with Kepware. And I thought this was good because it not only talks about how to use this with Kepware, but it explains what an HTTP GET request is. So I thought it was very educational and I wanted to share it with you. If you're using Kepware, it also talks about how to integrate those requests with Kepware. And uh, hey, Frank, good morning. Frank is saying over on the YouTubes that uh, the video quality is good, whereas uh, Top Gun over on X is saying it's low. So um, we'll have to just take a look at that after the show. But I just want to say good morning to everybody, whether your video quality is good or not. From there, we go over to our featured guide of today, and that is our uh, S7-1500 guide. If you don't know, the automation blog, which we've had up for 10 years now, uh, we just uh, finished celebrating a 10-year anniversary. I'm going to find time to change that logo sometime uh, this month. But in any case, uh, we have over 1,700 pieces of content up there. And uh, the uh, S7-1500 guide includes over 40 articles and videos on getting started with the uh, S7-1500, including some of our freelancers have written some really cool articles about like using SCL, using uh, you know PLC Advanced, uh, PLC Sim Advanced, and, and other things. So um, we've, we've had uh, Brandon write about a, a lot of getting started articles about using the S7. We've had some uh, contributors from the Ukraine back in the day uh, submit articles. I've done some videos and articles myself on like having the S7 read data out of a, a control logics, no gateway required. So really cool stuff. Of course, all the interviews are in here, like what's new with TIA Portal V18, hoping to do V19 soon with uh, Siemens and so on. So um, in any case, how do you find these guides? You just go to theautomationblog.com and you'll see a menu guides and then you'll see all 16 here. We cover more products than you'll see in these guides. It's just some of the products we only have maybe 10 or 15 different, uh, different uh, topics on. So uh, in any case, as far as downloads today, we did find new firmware for the Cinematics, Cinematics, I always said it wrong, Cinematics S120 firmware version. Okay, that's 5.2 SP3 HF17. And uh, we also have a download from Omron. Um, I'll link directly to the download here. This is their barcode and vision camera license selector 2. I have no idea what that does because I don't have any Omron products, but um, I wanted to link to that because it's brand new. As far as videos, we had a couple I want to share with you. This one from uh, Emerson is how to connect a Rosemount 4088 multivariable transmitter to an Emerson. ROC 809 Flow computer. I don't have either, but the video made it look 
like really did it they did a good job of going through the software and the hardware and um, just going through and how to set it all up so if you have either of those devices you probably enjoy this video because I think it was well done and uh, we also had a video which I got from uh, IEEE Spectrum that I really enjoyed this one was and there's a whole bunch on this link that a link to a bunch of videos but the one I like the most here is the one where it's a two-armed wheeled robot okay and but it's being remotely controlled by another human so they show that this robot, now I don't know, I don't buy the shaving part, but this robot is loading the dishwasher, it's cooking food, it's doing all this stuff. And I can imagine that, you know, if you had a, um, you could have maybe some, some uh, elderly people in an assisted living home and you could have somebody like helping them all. Each, maybe each uh, apartment had a, a robot assistant. And, uh, you know, if, if somebody, you could have one person actually helping all of them out remotely from a remote location right so hey you know grandma i'm going to come over and do your laundry virtually through the robot and so you could chat with your grandmother and and maybe you live in a different state and you could do her laundry for her as well i just thought it was really cool is it practical i don't know but it just seemed like really cool in the ways that uh, people could help each other but not even when they're not physically in the same place so uh, brought a smile to my face this morning uh, as far as documentations we got a new um, Galaxy VX UPS operation manual from Schneider. We have, whoops, skip one. We have a new uh, Cymatic Unified AR app for iOS. I have no idea what that is, but um, it sounds really cool. Uh, augmented reality is, is uh, something we're gonna see more and more of as time goes on, I think. Uh, we also have some new documentation from Emerson. This is uh, at uh, advice at the device brochure. This is about the uh, Fisher Field View DVC7K series, which we've covered before. That's a digital valve controller. Um, they also have a new brochure on their, or data sheet on their Delta V Workflow Studio. Uh, going over the Rockwell, they had a couple of new pieces of documentation drop. We have a new brochure on Unified Robot Control. Now, I really didn't like get this. So they're basically saying, use Studio 5000, but like, how does that work, right? Because I've used, used it since it was first came out in the late 90s and I've never seen anything in this specific to robots right typically you have to every robot you have to have a different interface to and you have to have different commands to and I know there's uh, people working on a unified robotic interface we talk about that when we talk about Profi News and the PI uh, Profinet Profibus International they've been working with uh, I think it was get together with robotics too we covered that previous uh, previously on the show so, um, but this brochure didn't really tell me anything like how, you know, except the doing it the old way, we've always done it. Now one, this brochure I did find very cool. Now we're very familiar, I think the audiences with Plant PAX, we covered this a lot on our channel and on our website. We have lots of articles and videos about it. But this brochure from Rockwell, it's a new brochure and it talks about device object libraries, okay? So these are like Plant PAX, but they're for products, okay? And I thought it was really cool. I was going through here. I'm like, oh, let's see what's new. So these are add-on instructions and faceplates for Factory Talk View, ME, SE, and View Designer in Studio 5000. So all three, which is cool because you know what? They, to each his own, right? People don't all use the same product. And so as I was going through this, they actually go through, I don't know how much I can uh, zoom in here, but they actually go through and tell you... 
see if we can zoom over here a little bit. All the different devices that have these free libraries for them. PowerFlex drives, armor starts, kinetics, uh, power monitors, right? We got Stratic switches, we got DLR, we got PRP, we got, uh, uh, you know, 1756, 1769, 1734, 1794. I'm going to have to include these in my courses because I think, uh, um, you know, we have most of this I.O., most of the most of the more affordable stuff. We don't have the brand new expensive stuff. But in any case, um, you know, just all the I.O. link sensors they have them for. It's just, it's an impressive list of products that they give you faceplates for and add-on instructions for the kind of, the kind of, uh, you know, massage that data and get it into a, a usable. There's also somebody I've been talking to who's, uh, who's been sponsoring content with us is Metla Toledo. They have their own device library too, which I thought was in very uh, interesting. There's a robotics library I haven't looked at. And there's some other libraries as well. Of course, there's the process library, which is what we affectionately call Plant PAX process objects. But in any case, so I wanted to share that document with you. Very cool document. Also, there's a new getting results guide with Vantage Point. That's one of the products I miss uh, since I, I went full time here at Insights and Automation eight, going on nine years ago. It's one of the products I miss using because it is a really cool product, that and Historian. Uh, from there, over at Omron, they have a new IO Link series brochure with all the different products they have that have IO Link on it. And they also have a new, and we've covered this before, but they, you know, they update it every once in a while. This is their handheld barcode readers. It's like a brochure slash PowerPoint, but uh, full of great information on their products. Um, with that, we go to our other science and technology section. And a um, couple of things. First of all, the first article I wanted to cover with you was generative AI has a plagiarism problem. And I left out the word visual because, you know, they're talking about how it's, uh, you know, stealing, you know, copyrighted images. But also, it's not just images, it's text as well. And this is something I've been talking about for a long time. The, actually, the New York Times had to sue OpenAI because the um, output from GPT-4, right? This is it here on the left. And on the right, it's almost identical. There's only a couple words different from the actual New York Times article and the chat GPT article. Basically, these things just scrape the internet and regurgitate other people's copyrighted material. And so, while it can be good for research, it's not good for writing a paper because you're basically taking somebody else's, you're breaking copyright, you're taking somebody else's um, uh, code. So, um, when they say they're training these AI systems, a lot of times what they're saying is, they're just sucking the content of people's copyrighted content off the internet and putting it in their database so they can regurgitate it. And that's wrong. That's really wrong. We even put a disclaimer at the automation blog that the site is for humans only. Do not, do not suck down all our copyrighted content and do what you did to the New York Times and steal it and repurpose it for your own, uh, for your own benefit. Um, so very interesting article there. And then there's another one, a preview of CES 2024. I think CES starts today. They're talking about a possible tricorder medical device, uh, magic mirrors that do all kinds of like they, they have a camera in them and they analyze you and then put up the results on the mirrors. But the one I like, they also have a solar EV, which we talked about, but it's not a practical, it's more of a kind of a off-road, you know, golf cart solar, solar EV. Yeah, more of a golf cart type solar EV. Um, I don't think I'd be going off-road with those tires. But the one that I thought was the most interesting was the uh, PEF, Pulse Electric Field Oven, okay? So if you're listening and not watching, this looks, that's about the size of a microwave, maybe a little bit taller and narrower, 
but um, this is a apparently 10% only uses 10% of the electricity that a regular oven would use and it's using pulsed electric fields so very interesting product there I wonder if that'll go anywhere who knows we don't can't tell the future but uh, be interesting to see if uh, if that helps uh, in, in our energy savings because everybody wants to save energy right and so with that I do want to thank our sponsor Siemens for making this episode ad-free you can see a lot of their industrial automation products right here um, I also want to thank everybody who's joined our community over at automation.locals.com. And uh, we're closing on 1,400 people in our new community. So I uh, appreciate everybody over there. If you join, you can follow for free. But if you join, you can ask me anything. And uh, I just see uh, Frank is saying, great for surfing. So um, uh, if you don't know, Frank in the audience is a surfer out on the West Coast. Uh, from there, we have the, you can have the ability to send us in news tips if you think we missed something. Vendors, OEMs. Distributors, end users, you're all welcome to use this to send us in news tips. Um, a lot of times people say, hey, promote my company, but don't tell them that I work for the company and I submitted it. It's like, no, we're not going to do that. So if you work for a company, you say, hey, we got a great product in the industrial audit, just say, hey, we're going to give you credit if you if you want to, you know, we're not going to pretend that we like accidentally found it. So in any case, but anybody's welcome to send in news tips. Um, and from there, I do want to thank everybody who picked up uh, one of our content collections. We've got ebooks on control logics and compact logics. We also have video collections on all the major products we covered, including you can get um, over 10 hours of our Siemens S7 PLC coverage for $9.99. That's digital copy and you own it forever, right? So it's live down. It's, you can download it. You can stream it. It's uh, still copyrighted, so you can't repost it and pretend it's yours, but um, you get a license, just like if you buy a digital movie, you get a lifetime copy of it. Um, and with that, just a reminder, if you're new to the show, we do have every single link from all, I lost count, 150 plus, almost 160 shows up at automate.news, automate.news. And with that, that's it for the show. A lot of, a lot of testing here, a lot of trying new things. I'm hoping, uh, hoping you guys enjoyed the show. I want to wish you all an awesome day and, uh, you know, stay courageous, stay fearless, try new things. It doesn't always work out, but try them anyways. And until next time, my friends, peace.